Mason Mount! Oh, what a finish that is! Mason Mount! That is extraordinary from Fikayo Tamori! This is Callum Hudson and oh, there it is! His first goal! For Chelsea, the teenager, a moment he will remember! Alright guys, welcome back to the Chelsea Spot Podcast. This is episode two. Uh, we're obviously in lockdown and I'm sitting here gagging for a haircut at the minute. How's lockdown treating you, Orlando? I'm doing alright, I need a haircut really badly as well. Yeah, I can see that. What about you, Lewis? Uh, yeah, I'm doing alright. I've had to give myself one haircut. It was a bit of a shambles, but I fixed myself a little bit. But yeah, I'm in, I'm in need. <laughs> yeah, the, the trim's looking good, the trim's looking good. So uh, today in the podcast on part one, uh, we're basically doing a keep, sell, loan um, kind of debate here today. Uh, we won't have time to get through the whole squad today. Um, so we're going to be looking at sort of the goalkeeper's defence and then the sort of base of midfield area. And then there'll be a part two for the rest of the squad. And then in part two, we're going to do a little quiz for each of the guys. Um, just a little fun feature to end the podcast. So we'll jump straight in with part one. OK, so part one, we'll jump straight in with it. We'll go back to front with the sell keep loan. And the big one, obviously, is Kepper in goal. Uh, it was obviously dropped for Willy Caballero sort of at the turn of the year. And there's loads of debate around him. It's the club's record signing. Um, Orlando? Your thoughts? Keep loan, sell on Kepa? Personally, I would say sell, but it will be at a big loss. I think that's clear, especially with all this coronavirus stuff. Um, the the markets, every the value of every player is going to be lower than it was before. So I would say sell, but um, I would also be open to bringing in someone else as competition for him. And who knows, he might potentially improve. Yeah, I mean, we've been linked to a lot of different names. We discussed them on the last podcast, so we won't really go into replacements. But um, I think he's one that splits the fan base because he clearly has got potential Kepa. And he, like you say, it would be a huge financial loss. Um, but a lot of people would say sell. It's just how much we would get for him and who and who would want him, really. Um, Lewis, I don't know your thoughts on, on Kepa. Well, like, in an ideal world for me, I'd sell him because I don't think he's good enough to sort of take us to the level we want to be at. But I don't know if the club's sort of main target for the summer is to bring in someone to be an undisputed number one. And if they do want to bring in someone like a Ben Foster or Nick Pope to sort of compete with him, then I'd probably keep him around just because I don't want just like a Ben Foster at the club next season. And also with all the stuff going on at the minute, we're going to make a huge loss on him and there won't be anyone willing to pay any more than probably like 20, 30 million for him or whatever. So because of that, I'd probably keep him. But like... I don't want him around long term. Yeah, that's that, that's a good point. Yeah, we mentioned Ben Foster in the last podcast as well. He, he's kind of got to be a perfect number two. Uh, so if Kepa does have to stay around, someone like that would probably be ideal. Um, I think if we if we do bring in someone like Onana, then we could potentially um, we could potentially send Kepa out on loan um, to kind of get his value back up, and then potentially next window. Uh, there won't be so much confusion with value of players and everything. So he might get a better fee for him. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but anyway, wh- what about his backup guys, Willy Caballero? Uh, fun fact, he's actually younger than Petr Cech, Sorry, older than Petr Cech. Um I mean, he's been a good backup, actually, for about three years. Great at penalty shootouts. Uh, his contract is coming to an end. Would you guys try and have him stick around or would you let him go? Um, Lewis, what, what do you reckon? I'd let him go. He's he's done a good job as a backup, but he's not going to be at that level to sort of push any whoever's number one next season. And um, I can't see him wanting to stay around as like a third choice. He's talking when he's going back to Argentina. So yeah, I just let him go. To be honest, open to having him stay because when he did come in for Kepa, we didn't really see any startling difference. Um, in terms of quality and you know talk all you want about Kepa not being good enough but we did pay £72 million for him and Caballero if we let him go would be for nothing so I would definitely be open to extending his contract for a year Yeah he's obviously it's a bit uncertain with his future because like we said his contract is coming to an end he might have played his last game for Chelsea he's 38 years old Um, but I say in the current climate where it's hard to sign a backup goalie or not, um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think he, it looks likely that he probably will be released, though. Um, moving on to someone a bit younger, um, Nathan Baxter. 
uh, Orlando, I know you're a big aficionado of the youth um, and you rate him very highly. So, I mean, would, would you keep him at the club, loan him out or, or what? Well, this is a difficult one because I really, I think I rate him very highly and I think so do the people at the club, the, in the club hierarchy, they rate Nathan Baxter very, very highly. But um, I think he said in an interview that his plan would be to go on loan for a few years and then once he is Kepa's age, or he said this at the time when Kepa signed, he was asked, oh, do you think this kind of blocks you? And he actually chose to remain optimistic and he said, no, nah, not really. He was only 20 at the time. Uh, he said, I'll go on loan for a few more years, three or four more years, and then I'll be the age that Kepper is now. And so I think his personal plan would be to keep on going on loan. He was at uh, Ross County in the Scottish Premiership, which is kind of thought to be on a similar level to Championship or League One. Um, he's got plenty of experience from going out on loan in non-league um, so he is very experienced, actually, despite being only 21. So he could be a useful backup option. And obviously, he's homegrown as well. Uh, so that fills, fills out one of those slots in the squad. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I would try to send him out on loan uh, where, somewhere where he can start, probably in the championship. Do you agree with that, Lewis? Yeah, for me as well, I'd loan him. I think for a keeper, it's not the sort of position where you want a young guy backing him up because it's not the sort of position you can bring him on during games or whatever. And he's, if he comes back as a backup, he's just not going to play. So I think for his development, it's necessary. He goes on loan, gets that playing time. And then a couple more loans, like Orlando was saying, then maybe he can reassess his position coming back at the club. Yeah, that's good points there. I mean, th- this season's third choice goal has been, um, been obviously Jamie Cumming. Uh, I mean, doesn't have he played in pre-season, but I don't think he's got a single appearance has he in the actually for Chelsea this season. Um, so it'd be interesting again to see your guys' thoughts on if you keep hold of him. If, if Baxter's going to come back, maybe we don't need him. He's a little bit younger than Baxter, so I mean, do you think coming maybe needs a loan as well? Yeah, he's been playing a few games here and then for the under 23s just to keep his kind of match sharpness up. Should he be called on? For the senior squad, but I think definitely he needs a loan next year um, to further his development. But he is also very talented, and I know that he's rated highly at the club as well. For me as well, it's sort of the same as Baxter. I don't really want the young guy backing up the first or second choice because it's just not good for their development. They're not going to play. So I think for his development, he's got to just go out and loan and get that playing time. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I personally would probably loan out coming as well. I rate him. Um... But, I mean, he's unlikely to get a single game even in the Cups for Chelsea. So there's not really a point in him just sitting on the bench and playing in the 23s. He is at senior age now, you know, he's 20, 21. Um, so he just needs to get some game time. So I think he's best off being loaned. Don't need to sell him yet because he won't get much anyway. So he may as well keep him on the books um, and see if he develops into either something suitable for the first team or someone who has a market value and we can cash in. Um, a guy who's kind of been in the loan army for, I don't know, 25 years, um, Jamal Blackman. Um, I think he's 27 now, maybe even 28. Um, he's still on the club's books. Would um, his contract does expire in, at the end of next season? Um, I mean, would you guys bother keeping him on the books any longer? Or do you, is it just prolonging the inevitable, or did you, would you keep him around? I think uh, this is an easy one. Just let him go. Do what's best for his career. I don't think he'll benefit from going on loan for another year. Um, I think he really needs to find somewhere where, you know, he's been doing well at Bristol Rovers, to be fair. He's been their starting goalie and maybe he'd like to try and make that move permanent and that'd be the best for his career. Yeah, I think the um, the ship sort of sailed with him. He's been around for ages. He's been unlucky with injuries and whatever. But yeah, I don't see there being any sort of future for him at the club. So yeah, I just release him, let him further his own career on his own. Yeah, it makes sense. He's been out alone just about everywhere. Um, he was at Vitesse and he's been in, down in the Football League as well. Um, as, as we said earlier, he is 27-28 now for, to take a, well, for his own good. He's probably better off just leaving Chelsea. Moving on, um, you know, and, and I think that's probably best for, for all parties, really. Um, I think that's about it for goalkeepers on the books. Um, it's probably best is to move on to the defence now. These are more uh, senior players, some guys who've been around the first team for a bit longer than most of the goalies we've uh, talked about there. 
Uh, first one we're going to is, is Marcus Alonso. Uh, there's been interest from a few teams apparently into Milan being one uh, with a reunion with Antonio Conte, who he obviously was amazing for um, a few years ago at Chelsea. He has actually had a fairly good season, Alonso, um, but you could argue he, it suits whether he plays three at the back and so on, uh, which Lampard doesn't seem to favour in the majority of games. Um, Lewis, thoughts on, on Alonso? Uh, yeah, for me, it sort of depends how much Lampard wants to use the 3-4-3. If that's sort of something we're going to be using quite a lot this season, then I'd consider keeping him around. But it seems four at the back in like 89% of the games is going to be what we're using. And Alonso in a four is... He's not. He's not good. He's pretty useless. Like he can't defend. His positioning's off. He's not mobile. So yeah, I'd, I'd tell him. Yeah, I think Marcus Alonso. I said this in the last pod actually, but he's the best, probably the best left back, left wing back in the world. You know, he proved that at Tottenham, both home and away this season. Away, he won the penalty. Home, he scored the winner. Um, so he he's just quality in a, in a back three or five or whatever you want to call it. But you are right that he's, he's extremely poor in a four. But I just really think you can't just uh, kind of cast him away when he's un- got that undoubted quality. Um, so for me, I would definitely keep him because um, I think he's a fantastic player when in the right role. Yeah, I, I actually really rate Marcus Alonso. Um, I think, like you said, at left wing, but there's not that many better in the world. He bangs goals in. Um, so I don't really see the point in getting rid of him. I think he's Emerson's a better player. Um, sorry, he's a, he's a better player than Emerson. Um, and we're not going to sell both. So I think Alonso's the one we're probably better off sticking around. And I think he got so much unfair criticism from some people in the fan base. Like, I know he, he looks poor when played left-back, but to be fair to him, he's played left-wing-back for pretty much the whole of his career so it's I don't think it's really fair to be criticising him so much when he doesn't have the best game just in a back four Yeah I, I agree I, I think um, it, it, we've seen the, the back five be really effective this season and Alonso is pivotal to that so regardless of if we sign Chilwell or Tellez we may as well keep him in the squad uh, we, me- we mentioned his name earlier but the backup left by the scene has been Emerson uh, Lewis I think you you rate Emerson Fairly highly, don't you? Um, I think he's someone, if he goes to Juventus, I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of seasons we're looking at him and he's actually like a good level of left-back. But I can't see him see him fulfilling that sort of potential at Chelsea. He looked unreal at the beginning of the season. He looked like one of the top left-backs in the league for the beginning of the year. But since then, he's sort of fallen off after that injury stops his momentum. And I think bringing in another left-back in the summer, he's not going to get the like chance to fulfill what I actually think is good potential. So I, I would sell him as well. But I think he could be someone in a couple of years that we look at. And he's actually not bad. But I don't think Orlando's going to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I just can't see what he brings, brings to the table, to be honest. And I would definitely sell him because for some reason, um, Juventus seemed to be interested in buying him for... I think the reported price was around 25 million. And I know that, you know, the people in the club hierarchy at Juventus know a lot more than I do about football. But from what I can see, I just don't think he's a very good player overall. He just, yeah, he doesn't bring much to the table, in my opinion. So definitely sell. Fair dues, yeah. I, I, I'd go for sell as well. Um, I just don't see the point in keeping him around. Uh, we've got youngsters coming through, and to say if we keep hold of Alonso and it looks like we are going to sign a left back, then effectively Emerson is pointless. We'll, pay, we'll be paying a wage for nothing, and his value will just deteriorate since he ain't getting any game time. Um, so he may as well be moved on. Uh, the next one is one of the youngsters. Um, he's played, I think, one game this season. I think he came on against Grimsby in the cup, and that's uh, Ian Martin. Um, again, I'll throw it over to you, Orlando. You know everything about the youth. Um, would you uh, obviously you wouldn't sell him? I assume, but would you keep him at the club, loan him out? Definitely wouldn't sell him. I think he's he's a very very good prospect, and it's a tough one between keep and loan because I would say that a loan would probably be best for his development, but or at least at the moment, unless we sell someone, the left back position is probably our weakest in the squad, so it could be worth keeping around, but. To be fair, it does look like we're going to bring in someone, like you said, um, 
maybe Tellez or Chilwell. So in that case, if we do, and we have, you know, also Aspilicueta can play as a as a backup left back. So we don't, we wouldn't need so many left backs in the squad. So I would say Loney and Martin, maybe League One level is probably appropriate. He's only 18. So that is what I would do. I'd be happy to keep him, to be honest. Like, um, I said I'd sell both Alonso and Emerson. And the reason I'm comfortable doing that is because I wouldn't mind having Martin playing a backup role next season. I think he's like, a seriously complete prospect. Like, he's got a lot to his game. Like, there's not many massive, like, technical weaknesses. And I can see him being good enough to sort of not compete directly for the spot, but being good enough to come in in cup games or whatever next season, which I think would be good for like the early stages of his development. Yeah, Martin is one of the best uh, prospects at the club. Him, along with a few of the other guys like Andrew, and, uh, you know, he's one of the high, most highly rated and he's got most hype about him. Really good left back. Um, personally, I think uh, I agree with Orlando. Alone's probably the best suit for him. I think it's unrealistic. We'll sell both of our current left backs. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, League One, possibly lower level championship loan would be good. Uh, ideally, though, he just needs to get game time. Um, so I think loan him out, maybe agree an initial six months deal until January, make sure he's getting the games. And then if he is extended, if not, recall him and then maybe send him out elsewhere. I think it's worth saying that also, if you loan him out, loaning him to a League One team where he's going to be the undisputed starting left back, is much, much better than learning him to a championship team where he might not get that same amount of game time because at this stage in his career, it's so important that he just learns from playing, learns from his mistakes, um, basically. And that's that's the best way to develop. Yeah, fair enough. Um, moving on to our next left-back, I want a one-word answer on this one, guys, we're, uh, because it's really easy and we're not going to bother discussing it. Uh, Baba Rahman, Orlando? So... <laughs> so. Right, there we go. We'll move on from Rafa. <laughs> uh, and then the final one. I think this one, to be honest, I don't ring, think Chelsea really has a choice on this one, uh, but we kind of wish they did. Uh, Juan Castillo, who's obviously been on loan at Ajax. Uh, Lewis, what are your thoughts? Well, when he was at the club, um, I really liked him. When we saw Jada Silva leave, it was a bit of a shock. And I thought it was because maybe Castillo would be trusted with maybe having a role in the future. And then to see him leave as well last window. Well, obviously he didn't leave, but he left with the option to buy. I was disappointed. So ideally, I'd sort of loan him out. But it doesn't look like I'm going to have that choice. So, so. Yeah, I think if he had, if he himself, Juan Castillo, could go back in time and maybe reconsider his options when he was, uh, when he chose to leave Ajax, if he could see what Frank Lampard had done with the whole youth revolution, I think he might have not made the same decision but you know it is what it is that's happened now and it looks like Ajax will probably be triggering that option to buy I think it's do you know how much it is I think it might be nine million euros or something like that which is a decent sum for us anyway so um yeah we don't really have a choice do we yeah I think the the option to buy was um around the 10 million maybe slightly less which isn't too bad for a player who's played no 14 minutes for Chelsea um I think you mentioned earlier, Lewis, um, Jada Silver. I think it's a big shame that he left because he could have played a part. But obviously something there just wasn't to be. Um, and then I thought maybe uh, Juan Castillo was probably next in line ahead of Ian Martin, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like you said, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I think ideally we'd loan him out again and then maybe the following year have him come into the first team if it all goes well. But yeah, doesn't look like Chelsea going to have that choice. And it looks like he probably will be going to Ajax on a permanent. Another thing that's worth saying is last season... Castillo and Martson were actually both playing in the same starting lineup for the youth team, for the development squad and uh, the UEFA Youth League team. They were playing like a back five with Castillo at wing back and Martson as the left side of centre back. But this season they're playing a back four, so that wouldn't have been required. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it always was because of them being similar age and similar position. Um, if we look even beyond the youth teams, the first team, there wouldn't have been that much room for both of them to, to stay at the club either. Um, and it looks like Ian Martin is the one that Chelsea and probably Frank Lampard has decided is the better prospect and they'd rather keep him around. And it looks like Castillo will probably have to move on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, ideally, I think we'd all agree alone, but it looks like he will be sold, uh, unfortunately. Um, moving on from left back into the central defender position, we've got loads of them. Um, 
you know, loads out on loan. I mean, we've got four key ones at the first team this season. Uh, we'll start with Andreas Christensen. Um, Lewis, you absolutely love Andreas Christensen. So, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to say keep him? Yeah, I'd keep him. Um, obviously, in his first proper season at the club under Conte, he was looking like the next big thing. We were like, oh, we've got our first, our first guy to break through since John Terry, whatever. And then since that Barcelona game, he sort of fell off a little bit. But he's... And this season, it was looking like hit and miss. Like some, some games would be good, some games would be bad. It's quite inconsistent. But then since the turn of the, um, turn of the year, like coming into 2020, he's been our best defender. He's um, matched up to like, a lot of the physical demands of the league, which was one of the big criticisms of him. And I think he's really turned the corner and is looking quite promising now. I completely agree. I think, especially towards uh, uh, around February time and January, he he was really, really looking good. So I, I would definitely keep. And it's also worth saying that he was widely touted to leave in January. And it was just after that that his form started picking up. So we're lucky that we didn't let him go. Yeah, AC Milan were in for him, weren't they? That was the, that was the report. I mean, Lampard chucked him in, sort of dropped to Mori and... Um and Zuma, actually, and, and chucked Christensen in as a partnership with Rüdiger. Um, we'll leave Rüdiger to a little bit later, but I think we should next jump in with Kurt Zuma. I personally think he's the best centre-back at the club in a pure defensive stance. Uh, I don't know if you agree with me, Orlando, but I'd definitely keep him. I think, yeah, you're probably right on that. I would keep him, but I do have a few issues with him. And one of them is that he always seems to... Um, to mistime some of his jumps, which which lead to players scoring uh, goals from crosses, headers or volleys or whatever. So I do think that's a bit of an issue with him, but I also think that it's definitely worth keeping him because, um, yeah, he is a very good player apart from that. Yeah, I'd keep him as well. I think, again, he's the best pure defender at the club. I think he's probably our best centre-back as well. I think people underrate his ability on the ball. He's not like the best looking on the ball. He's not like Christensen, who looks nice on it. But like you look at the actual outcome of what he does, it's like effective. I think it's underrated what he does on the ball. And obviously defensively, I think it's a bit hard saying he's not good in the air. I think he's a bit of a monster in the air. Like he's one of the best aerial defenders in the league. No, like I think he's good in the air. I think he's good in the air, but it's just like in terms of aerial jewels, like when the ball's right there. But I think maybe it's to do with his positioning that he sometimes doesn't actually like connect with the ball when it's near him. Yeah, maybe. But I think him, Van Dijk, Maguire is like the best three aerial defenders in the league, probably. That's and a proper then... shit-ass defence, that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd keep him. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's a fairly unanimous keep um, from us three in that one. Um, you know, Kurt Zuma, a bit underrated, a bit underappreciated. And I, I actually agree with Lewis. He is um, underrated on the ball. He doesn't look as like sort of elegant, like say, as Christensen or some of them players, because he's a bit like limmy um, and he's a bit big, but he, his passing is actually really good. Um, he doesn't try ridiculous passes all the time. Even like Rudiger, he's just decent on the ball. He's uh, one of the younger centre-backs at the club, um, who I think is absolutely amazing and has been amazing this season, is Fiko Tomori. He started the season really well, was in the starting eleven every week and was looking amazing. He's one of the quickest defenders I've ever seen play in the Premier League as well. Um, and he is fairly versatile. He came on, he played at right-back a little bit as well. Um, personally, I'd keep him um, around the club, no doubt. Um, I'm assuming that's the same for you, Lewis. Yeah, definitely I'd keep him. I don't know if he's going to have consistent like starting 11 appearances every week next year because talk of bringing another centre-back. And I think he's probably just behind Zuma and Christensen for me. But yeah, I'd definitely keep him around. I think alone would be like detrimental to him. It might be good for his development technically, but I think it would be a detriment to his like long-term first-team chances at the club. But So yeah, I'd definitely keep him around. I think he's a very good prospect. He's great in the tackle, uh, super athletic, he could probably improve aerially a little bit, but yeah, I definitely keep him. Yeah, me too. I think I absolutely love the guy. He, the one thing that stands out to me about him is his two-footedness. Like it's amazing 
Yeah, the guy just doesn't have a weak foot. Um, and I think that he really has extremely high potential and could go on to not just be the starting centre-back for Chelsea, but also for England, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's absolutely amazing. I think he's actually been really, really good this season. There's a few little wobbles. I remember he gave the ball away a couple of times in the short space of time over a couple of games. He kept passing it away, but we didn't get punished for it. We didn't concede goals, a um, few sloppy passes, but it's just him learning. Um, I think the one on Boxing Day against uh, Southampton, that was his his error uh, that led to their first goal. But apart from that, I mean, all our other centre-backs, I could name more errors that have led to goals than than him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I'd say he's probably the least error-prone, ultimately, of the lot, um, especially if you consider that he's the least experienced as well. That is, that is very impressive. And obviously, he's the youngest and he's, um, what, been at Chelsea since he was seven or something? Same as hudson Odoi. Yeah, that something lot. like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 so he's proper Chelsea as well, so he fits right in with the Frank Lampard philosophy, doesn't he? Um, I mean, the final centre-back on in the first team this season, uh, everyone's kind of fallen out of him. I was actually really excited for him to come back when he was injured. I actually really liked him uh, last season and before that, I just loved Antonio Rudiger. Um, but he came back and everybody hates him because he's not been very good. Um, Orlando, would you would you keep him? Or? Well, I was the same as you. I, I do really like the guy. Like He's got a great personality. He's always smiling, dancing. Um, but when he's on the pitch, he's also serious as well. He, you know, He's a good leader as well, which is something that our squad does lack a bit. Um, he's not scared to shout at players uh, and the ref as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't really know what to say, to be honest. I think I would, had this coronavirus stuff not happened, I probably would have said sell. But just because everything's a bit unstable and we don't know who's going to be for sale and who's not and everything, I would just keep him on. Um, I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. I think he is probably our our worst centre-back out of the four, but not by far, and I think he's definitely worth keeping in the squad. Yeah, well, for me, when people are talking about Rudiger's going to come back in and fix our defensive issues, I didn't see it. Like I feel like people overrated him in his absence, like where he wasn't in the side for so long and where we were defending badly, people just thought, oh yeah, Rudy will come back, our defence will be back to being amazing again. And I, I didn't really see it as much. I feel like positionally he's not great. You see those compilations on, on the timeline of him just being like outrageously clumsy. Um, he's good on the ball, which is like a positive. Um, but even though he's got his leadership and stuff, presuming we're bringing in another centre-back, I'd, I'd sell him. Fair enough. I think I agree with Orlando, actually, to be fair. I mean, like I said, he's kind of, um, people have started disliking him a bit um, in the Chelsea fan base this season because, like you say, he didn't come back and fix the defence. But I think he isn't as bad as people make out. He's still one of the better centre backs in the league. I think he'd start for Arsenal, for example, um, and possibly Spurs and a few other teams. So I don't think he's absolutely useless. I wouldn't want him starting, but I'd, I'd keep him around. I think it's also worth remember just pointing out that, you know, like when you've got four centre-backs in a squad, there are injuries, there are suspensions, there are lots of reasons why. It's not you have two starting centre-backs and two non-starting, you know, there's always going to be rotation. It's a long season. So, uh, yeah, I think even though he's probably fourth in the backing order, that's certainly not to say that he won't play. Fair enough. Fair enough. Are you two keeping him based on the fact we're not signing another centre-back? If you were signing another one, would you sell him? Yeah, yeah, I would. But I think okay. I just think that there are other areas in the squad that would be more priority to me. And due to all this coronavirus stuff, the market's unstable, all of that. So I would just say it's not the highest priority, so just leave it for now. That's yeah, that, yeah. That's that, that's a good point. And, and yeah, if, if we did sign one, it probably would be really good that it would have to be moved on. Um, but... Otherwise, I don't see why we wouldn't just keep him as fourth choice. Um, there's a guy who's been out on loan from Chelsea now for a couple of years. Uh, he's been at Huddersfield, and I believe he was at Ipswich last season. Um, yeah. I've correct there. Uh, Trevor Chalabar, yeah, right, obviously brother right. of Nathaniel. Um, 20 years old, uh, can play centre-back or hold in midfield. Um, would you guys give him a shot in the first team next year, Rolando? Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. I think I probably, probably would send him out on loan next season again. But I would definitely be open to uh, having him in the first team 
either as well as a cover for sort of midfield and centre-back. I think it sort of depends. It's either for me between him and Ethan Ampadu, one of them to go on loan and one of them to come in and bolster the squad. And I don't, I'm not really sure which one I'd rather. I think Ethan Ampadu is probably the better player at this moment in time. But it could be argued that Trevor Chalobah has got two years of good championship experience. He's been playing regularly. Ethan Ampadu has barely played for Leipzig. Um, I know he's been at a top club, Champions League, top manager as well. But I just think his lack of uh, match time will have possibly hindered his development a bit. So I think... Uh, yeah, they're both leaders as well. They're both good personalities. So I think it would be great for one of them to come in and bolster the squad, but not both. So I would say loan if Ampadu's staying or keep if Ampadu's going on loan. That's, yeah, fair enough. I was going to say, since you mentioned Ampadu, we may as well um, compare the two there. Obviously, they do play similar positions and the fact that they can play the centre-back and the holder midfield role. Um, I would probably loan out Trevor Chalabar and keep Ampadu at the club. Um I think Ampadu is just a bit better um, in his development and I think he's a little bit more he, he offers a little bit more um, with his yeah, I think quality I of passing and stuff um, Lewis what are your thoughts on those two guys we may as well call two birds one stone and discuss them both in one uh, Chalabar I would loan I feel like there's too much competition in the squad and it's in the positions he's playing like in midfield there's we've got heaps of players and in defence we've got more players as well I'd rather keep Ampadu than Chalibur as well. So I'd loan Chalibur, I think, just because I don't think it's going to be the playing time for him. And Ampadu, I'm sort of stuck. Like, I feel like it's best for his development to go on loan. But we sort of missed that profile in the squad of a holding midfielder. I'd rather keep Ampadu at the club next season than sign a Declan Rice. But again, it's... Um, again, it's sort of... I don't know if he's going to get the game time at the club next season because Billy Gilmore's ahead of him now, probably. And you've already got Kante probably staying, Jorginho, it's up in the air, I don't know he's going to go. So again, I think I'd probably loan the two just because I don't know whether or not either of them are going to get the game time that they probably need, especially Ampadu off this season. Has hardly played at all. So if he's going to get, if he's going to come back to the club, I don't know if it'd be worth it if he's just going to be playing like a sixth-choice midfield role. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, just to clarify, we'll, we'll come on to the holding midfielders uh, a little bit more in depth later. But Orlando, Ampadu, would you keep him or loan him? <sighs> it's a tricky one. I would. It depends how many midfielders leave. You know, I think we're going to discuss Jorginho and Angolo Kante and all of them slightly later. But I think um, I'd probably go for another alone, maybe try and get him at a mid-table Premier League side, someone like Everton, someone like that, that would be a good a good fit for him, um, just so he can get that game time up and, as I said before, learn from his mistakes um, and develop into a better player so he can come in and bolster our squad next season. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'd do. All right, fair enough. Um, moving on to a couple more of our younger centre-backs who haven't been in the first team this season. Uh, again, uh, been out alone. Jake Clark Salter, who is pushing about 23 now, to be honest. He's coming into the more senior years of his career. Um, been out on loan again this season. He's had loads of different low spells. Um, been with Birmingham um, this year. Um, there's a few other guys in the Championship as well. We'll mention in the same bracket, Mark Gerhe. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, been alone at Swansea. Uh, so what about those two guys, Lewis? Um, I'd loan them both. Um Clark sort of people have been saying he's done really well this year. His manager, I can't remember what he said recently, but he's saying he's been really impressed with him. Um, so obviously that's positive. But again, for similar reasons to Chalabar, I just don't think there's going to be the space in the squad to give him many minutes and for his own sort of development. I think it's best he goes out on loan. And the same for Gur, he He's apparently had a slightly like shaky start at Swansea, but he's getting into the groove and I think another year there will be good hopefully slot straight into the team next season he doesn't need to settle in and he can get a year of first team championship football under his belt which would put him in a much better position to come back into the squad maybe next year year after because we saw in the um, United game I think it was United wasn't it that he played how composed he looked and he looked didn't look out of place at all with the first team so he's obviously 
a talent, but I just don't think he'd get the game time at the club next season to make it worth him staying around. Yeah, I agree. I think um, comparing the two, Clark Salter and Gerhi, I think um, I'd say Gerhi has probably a higher a higher ceiling. I think he has a a higher potential to go on and be a better player in the future. But I do think that Clark Salter is actually a very good player at the moment. And I would say that if Rudiger were to leave and possibly we didn't bring in another centre-back, if he wanted to, I don't know, get some money from Rudiger to help uh, bolster the other areas of the squad, I, I really think Clark Salter is capable to come in next year and be part of that senior squad, even if it is as a fourth-choice centre-back, because I, I just think he's a really good player. I can't be underestimated that he was the one who was named captain of the England under-21s for the Euros uh, last summer. I know they didn't do very well, but, um, you know, that is it's a crazy squad, filled with talent, filled with pers- filled with personalities. So uh, the fact that he was made captain really shows his leadership qualities. Um, so that could be something that our squad is missing. But I do think uh, that... Um, it's worth pointing out that it was when Mark Gurhey did join Swansea, it was reported that it was initially a six-month loan, but it's got an option to be extended to 18 months. So for the whole of the next season, I think that's probably the best uh, thing for him. Um, you know, he's working with Steve Cooper, who he worked under for the England Under-17 World Cup win, um, and they've obviously got a good relationship. Um, so I think that would be the best uh, destination for him next season. And didn't John Terry, when he left, um, say that Jay Clark Salter, he thinks, could be the guy to replace him as well? I think that's right, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I do think he's a bit slept on. I really think that he's, I really like him. I just think he's a, he's a very good player. And he made, I think he made about three or four first-team appearances under, under Conte. Or it might have even been Mourinho, but I think it was under Conte um, when he was about 18. Um, and he didn't look out of place. He, he did quite well. So I think uh, that's not to be, he's not a player to be just cast away and forgotten about. Yeah, I'm going to sleep on him because, to be honest, I wrote him, but I'd just say sell Jake Clark Salter. Um, I don't think he's ever going to make it at Chelsea anymore. I think it's a little bit too late, and we've got some younger players who are just as promising coming through. He's been out alone basically for about four years now and he's really good and I've seen him play a good amount of times and he's a leader and he offers that kind of mentality um, that a lot of players his age don't. He's very mature. Um, and yeah, he did make a few appearances and uh, I'm pretty sure it was context. I remember him wearing that uh, the Adidas kit um, with the straps on the side. Um, but I, I just don't think he's... I, I think we'll make as well cut ties and... He's, he, I think for, for the sake of him, he's probably better off moving on, maybe permanently to um, to Birmingham City or something like that, and maybe pushing for a Premier League promotion with a Championship side, and hopefully for him, um, he can get himself into the Premier League. Uh, but I'd probably just sell him and then keep Mark Gurhey around at the club. Obviously, he's going on loan again next season, Swansea anyway, isn't he? It was a eighteen month loan deal. Well, I think you you you're not allowed to like the EFL rules, so it's like a six month, and then they've agreed eighteen months, but they're just like make it a new deal. After after the six months is up, but I guess that does mean that they could potentially pull out of it if something went wrong, like this coronavirus stuff. But I don't really see any reason for um, him not to stay on. So I think that will happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'd probably just leave him at uh, Swansea next season and let him develop another year. He's still only nineteen, so um, there's no harm in doing that. He wouldn't get a game at Chelsea next year anyway. So yeah, I'd loan Gurhey and I'd probably, unfortunately, um, sell Jake Clark Salter. Um, I'm assuming both of you would sell Matt Miazga. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's finally found a home after being part of the Lone Army for a good three years or something. He's at he's at uh, Reading now. He's been there for over a year, so I'd just sell him permanently. That I'm sure they want him. Yeah, Lewis, you agree with that? Yeah, I'd sell him to be honest. There's no real need to keep him around at the club, is he? He's actually getting getting on a little bit now. So I think he's about 27. Um, <laughs> did play a little bit um, for Mourinho, I believe, um, in the season we finished like eighth when Hiddink came in. Um, but other than that, he's, he's not going to play at Chelsea. So I think uh, again, for the sake of uh, for his sake, more than anything, may as well just be sold. And yeah, he's having a good time at Reading. And we probably um, get a decent fee for him as well from Reading. Yeah, he's a solid championship level player, so you get a good few million for him. Um, he's still contracted here for a little while, so 
get a decent fee, get some extra money in the bank, um, which you know clubs need at the minute. So yeah. Uh, and finally, for the centre-backs, uh, Richard Narty, the 21-year-old, has been out on loan this season um, at Burton Albion, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Lewis, what, what, what do you reckon on, on Narty? Um, I'd keep him on loan. I can't see him cutting it at a first-team level long-term, to be honest. But I'd loan him and just sort of keep that value maybe rising and just reassess it after this, after maybe next season. See where he's at, but yeah, I'd, I'd loan him. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I like, I really like the guy, but I also don't think he'll ever make it at Chelsea. But it's a very good point that you make about uh, we want to get the maximum possible uh, fee for him that we can. So if we loan him for a bit longer, that keep his value. It's a bit immoral to do that, I guess. But I mean, if he's happy to keep his development going as well on loan then I, I don't see why not yeah I agree with that I think he's probably um, worth keeping on the books for another year loan him out let him increase his market value and then we can move him on I think he ultimately will be sold he, he's older than Gerhi and probably not as good um, and he's behind the likes obviously of Tamori and arguably even Clark Salter so I think you think he will be sold eventually but uh, I think for next year he's probably worth just loaning out to be honest uh, right, that's it for the centre-backs at the club. Uh, we're going to have a quick break, uh, get a quick breather, and then we're going to move on to the right-backs. All right, so moving on, we're going to look at the right-backs in the squad now. Um, we may as well jump straight into it. I mean, I think this is a pretty obvious answer, but uh, Reese James, keep. Keep, definitely. Yeah, keep. It's not yeah. really a question, is it? Yeah, I mean, this he, he's one of the best young right-backs around. He's one of the best I've ever seen. He can play in midfield as well. His, his physical presence is absolutely unbelievable. I've never seen a player like it, really, at his age. Um, he's almost like Adama Traore, but not as fast um, in terms of his, his build and all that kind of thing. Um, so I think he's 100% keep. He's only just turned 20. Um, there's absolutely no reason why he shouldn't just be starting for us for the next 10 years, really. Um, so I think keep him. And then we just need a backup, but obviously we've still got Aspilicretta as well, who we'll go on to later. Got any anything further to add on, on Bruce James, guys? No, he said it. Nah, I don't think there's much to add, really. Fair deuce. Um, well, we'll move on to the other, his backup then. Um, we've got Cesar Aspilicretta. I say backup, he's been starting most games this season, but he, he has moved over to left-back um, for, for the majority of the time. Um, I'd personally keep him around. What, what are your guys' thoughts? I think he, I, I really love the guy. I think he's a great captain. And even if he may not be starting as many games as he used to, I think he probably personally himself would like to stick around because obviously he is captain and he, he loves the club. Um, and I think he's a great asset to have in the squad because he can play all across the back line. So he can even play wing back. He can play either full back or centre back. So it's just a very, very useful to have in the squad if there are any injuries or suspensions or anything like that so yeah definitely keep yeah I'd keep him as well he can play right back left back both wing backs we've seen him play centre back as well I feel like he's had quite an underrated season because he started he started horribly like the first few games of the season were, were shocking but since then he's actually been performing well, like the Asper Quail, we know like he's been Mr Consistent again and I feel like we need to keep him in the squad he offers backup, as I said, right back and left back. So yeah, I keep him around for the experience and leadership as well. Yeah, I completely agree. I think he's definitely a club legend. He's already been here uh, eight years, and it's probably going to end up being ten by the time he does leave. Um, he's still only thirty. Like you know, he's not thirty-four, thirty-five, which some people seem to think he is. Um, he's actually not old in any way. He's he is a good captain. Um, I don't think he's the kind of guy who screams at players, but he does have. A, I think he has quite a cool head, and and he is good at organising that back line and, and keeping people in check. And I love his celebrations when he scores. Yeah. Um, so I'd I'd 100% keep us quite around, and I'd give him. I love him. I give him a lifetime contract. I don't care. If only, if just only that on. goal against Ajax counted. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. That's that's so good. Yeah, VAR so... ruined that one, but the limbs. Oh. Yeah, that, that was. But yeah, I love Aspicueta, especially for things like that. Um, he is Mr. Consistent. So I think that's a unanimous keep on him. Um, so next one is someone the opposite end of their career. Uh, Dujon Sterling. Been out alone this season, the right back. Can play on the wing as well. 
Um, Orlando, would you keep him around, loan him out? I think it's a difficult one. I, it's between loan or keep. I really, really like him. He's he's only 20. Um, he was kind of the poster boy of the academy for a good two years winning when we were winning, you know, FA Youth Cup, UEFA Youth League, everything. Um, but he was playing more as a winger, as a right winger, or at least a wing back. But I think he's decided, or the coaches have decided that it's better for his career for him to move back to a right back position, which I think definitely makes sense. And he was actually doing really, really well at Wigan this season, um, filling in Reese James's old position. Um, but he was doing really, really well until he got an injury and that he was out for about two or three months and he was just getting back when all this stuff kicked off. So that, that wasn't the best timing. But um, I really, really think he's definitely uh, got the potential to be that uh, the uh, cover for Reese James, backup right back for Reese James in kind of the next 10 years, like you said, um, once Azpilicueta does move on. But for now, I'd probably send him out on loan again. Yeah, I'd loan him as well. I think long term, he's. I'd like to have see him have a future at the club. He sort of offers a good alternative to Reese because Reese plays right back, sort of more as a midfielder, and Dujon Sterling plays it more as a winger. Like he's more wing back than Reese James is. Because um, when he was at the club, wasn't it when they did all the like athleticism training, athleticism like trials, whatever, in pre-season, he was breaking all the club records. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's a very explosive player, something that I think you could argue that is Reese James's main weakness, that he's not uh, very explosive or um, doesn't have the highest acceleration, but that is something that Dijon Serling, that's probably his best quality. So um, it's, it would be quite nice to see us having those both two options in the squad. Yeah, maybe we could see him both in a three-four-three, like Reese at right centre back, oh, yeah. like they used to do at the academy with Sterling at right wing back. As Pelicueta's old position in the Conte, I feel, I think yeah. I'd love to see Reese in that in the future. That'd be quality. Reese into Tammy, like it's the new version of As Pelicueta to Morata. Yeah, I know. it's a much better version as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I personally would would um, keep Dijon Sterling on the books. I think probably learn him out because Aspilicueta is still more than capable backup to. James, so um, Dujon ain't going to get any minutes, so I probably would loan him out, see how it goes for another year, and then make an ultimate decision then, um, but I think he's definitely got the quality we don't need to sell him, so I would keep him around uh, Moving on, the the bold spot himself, the Italian Stallion uh, <laughs> Davide Zafacosta scored a screamer in the, it was the Champions League, wasn't it? Not Europa League, yeah, first Champions- goal Yeah, against Carabag Oh yeah, Carabag, yeah, we beat him like 6-0 or whatever um, but yeah, he did score a screamer in that game. It was a cross. Um, for that reason, do you, do you keep him, guys? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think I feel a bit bad for him because he was he was doing quite well at Roma actually, and then he got a horrible ACL rupture. And I'm a bit concerned that that will have decreased his uh, market value a bit because you know now he's got history of a of injuries. But despite that, I'd still definitely sell him. I think. I, I keep on saying it, and I'm going to say it again. It's the worst piece of business I've ever seen from a football club that we bought Azpilicueta from Torino for £25 million and sent Olaena in the other direction. That is it's just yeah. depressing to think about. But, um, yeah, he's probably still got a value of above £10 million. So, yeah, I'd definitely cash in on him. Yeah, I'd sell him as well. I feel like... He seems like a nice guy. He's a serviceable right back. He can do a job, but I don't want to see him doing that job at Chelsea. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty forward way to put it. But I completely agree. We wouldn't get anywhere near what we paid. I don't know how we paid twenty five million for him. And like you said, send it on. Send it was dead in the way, wasn't it? It was dead. It was a panic yeah. buy, really. Yeah. And send in all in the way. And it was when we had Conte. He probably just wanted someone Italian in. Um, he. <laughs> all I remember him for is Sari subbing him on when we were losing. Oh. Against Man U, nah, 2-0 in the FA Cup. The worst game I've ever been to. Yeah, that, that's all I, that's all I will remember Zappacost for. And that goal against the Carrier Bag or whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> Carrier Bag. So, yeah, he's got two two great fond memories of Zappacosta there um, and his bold head. But it's time for him to move on, I think. So, he, do you know what? He's, actually, he's not actually that bad of a right back. Um, but he's just not... Um, He's not going to do it at Chelsea, so I think he it is time for him to move on. So I would sell him as long as we can get more than about ten million. Um, and just finally on the right backs, guys, um, 
Josh Grant. He's, he's 21. His contract expires this season. Um, he's played in a few different positions before. Um, Orlando, you probably know most about him. He's been on loan down in League Two, I believe. Yeah, he's been um, Plymouth Argyle. Yeah, I like him. He's a nice guy. I think he was captain of the development squad under 23s, whatever you want to call them, for quite a while. Um, and he was a good captain. He was a really good leader. Um, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's got a future at Chelsea. He, he's he's done a really good job for Plymouth Argyle um, it, down in League Two, and I think they'll probably want to uh, buy him on a permanent uh, when his con- or not even buy him, just uh, buy him, get him for free um, when his contract expires this summer. Yeah, same for me. I'd just let him go. He's doing a decent job in League Two, from what I've. I've read. I can't claim to be watching Plymouth Argyle every week, but age 22, uh, still in League Two. I don't think he's got any sort of future at Chelsea, especially with Reese there as well. So yeah, I just let him go. Yeah, it's probably time for him to move on. That that's probably makes the most sense. Uh, okay, guys. So we've just realised how long we've been recording for. So we're actually not going to move on to the midfielders today. That will come in part two. Uh, what we are going to do is jump on to our quiz. Uh, I've basically got five questions for each of the guys. I'm in a tiebreaker. Um, so, yeah, we'll jump straight into that. Okay, guys, so it's time for the quiz to wrap up the podcast. I've got two sets of questions, uh, both five questions in each set. Um, they're based on this season's Premier League so far. So they're not all Chelsea-focused, but I have tried to keep a Chelsea theme to most of them. Um, I'm going to let Lewis pick which set he wants. So do you want set one or set two, Lewis? I'll take set one. Lewis wants set one. Okay, well, you can go first then, and uh, we'll jump straight into it. So, set one. Question one, Lewis. Who scored Chelsea's first Premier League goal of the season? Um, it would have been Norwich game, wouldn't it? Oh, it's Tammy or Mount, I reckon. But I can't remember which one scored first. I need a final answer. I'm going to go with Tammy Abraham. Oh, it's, no, not. it's Mason Mount, it and it wasn't. Oh, it, yeah, no. it was Mason Leicester Mount against Leicester when we drew one all. He oh, nicked the ball off yeah. Ndidi and then yeah. sorted it away. Nice yeah, finish, yeah. but it was Mason Mount. So that's that's a wrong answer there, Lewis. Uh, question two. This isn't a Chelsea focus question. Who was the first team to beat Manchester City in the Premier League this season? Oh God, I've got no idea. You have to have a guess. Um. Wolves? No, it was Norwich. No, sorry. I was going to say Norwich. Norwich. It was Norwich. I believe it was 3-2. I remember Pookie scoring, yeah. Not a good start for Lewis, but he might have to bring it back. These are are fairly hard. They they are quite hard questions, to be fair. Um, You'll probably claim that set two is easier, but I did give him the choice. (laughs) I did give him the choice. Uh, So, question three. Which Premier League team's kit is sponsored by USG, Union Standard Group? On the front of the shirt. The listeners won't be able to see this, but Lewis's face there was good. <laughs> He's baffled. USG, Union Standard Group. I'll give you 10 seconds. You have to get a guess in. Oh, my days. Um, Sheffield United. It is Sheffield United. <laughs> it is Sheffield. USG. I don't know how he's got it. What a, what a guess that was. Yeah, it is. Nah, it is. Uh, I guess. It is Sheffield. Big Billy, Billy Sharp and the lads have USG on the front of the shirt. I thought it was USC up first. You know, the place that's all like the jeans and that. Uh, but it's not. It's USG. Uh, question four. There are three Englishmen with more Premier League goals than Tammy Abraham this season. Can you name all three? Uh, Marcus Rashford, Danny Ings and Jamie Vardy. That's correct. One point there. So he's got two out of four. Um but yeah, Danny Ings, Vardy and Rashford. Abraham has 13 goals. Uh, Rashford has 14. Vardy has 19. And I believe Ings has 16. Ings, by the way, that's a mad season. 16 goals for Danny Ings. Um, question five. This one I, I wouldn't have guessed. So this is a tough one. Um, so Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool and Leicester are the top four passing sides. As in they've completed the, the most passes this season. Who's the fifth Brighton. It is Brighton. How did you know that? Because uh, you said it was going to be... 
I guessed it would be something outside the box because you said you wouldn't have guessed it. Oh, fair enough. So I've got a possession-based side here. It is Brighton. They've completed 14,903 passes, so only only behind City, Chelsea, Liverpool and Leicester, so more than Arsenal, Spurs, anyone like that. So, yeah, Brighton, despite being about 16th, are uh, doing well in terms of possession. So that's the end of Lewis's set. So you got three out of five there. Uh, so we'll see how Orlando can do. Pressure's so his, on. Pressure is on. Here's, here's question <laughs> set two. So first first question. How many Premier League goals does former Chelsea winger Mo Salah have this season so far? Oh, I'll say... Been sharing the scoring with Marnie. Oh, uh, uh, fourteen. Oh, it's not. It's sixteen. Oh, sixteen yeah, goals for Mo Salah. He's about the fourth top scorer, I think. He he doesn't seem like he scored as many this season, but no, he has. He has he's actually got sixteen goal scorer. I think that's a really underrated thing about him. He, he just scores and scores. He does, yeah. He, yeah. If only Chelsea kept him. Uh, so, question two: Bournemouth beat Chelsea one 0 at Stamford Bridge in December. Oh, was that the game? The, you're at the, it was a horrible, horrible game. Who who scored the goal for Bournemouth? Dan Gosling. It was Dan Gosling. Oh. It was. So you got one out of two. So overhead far. kick. Yeah, Dan Gosling. What a player in midfield for <laughs> Bournemouth. And um, question three: Which team has given the least minutes to under twenty one players this season in the Premier League? Um. Hmm. Least minutes to players under the age of twenty-one in the league. Uh, Stefan, not Chelsea. I can tell you that. Um, would it be Everton? No, it's not Everton. Oh. It's Crystal Palace. They've only given seven oh. minutes. Seven oh. minutes to under 20 players all season. Them, but then I remember them playing Brandon Pierre. He must be over 21. Yeah, it's, they've only given seven minutes to play under 21 so far this season, oh. which I think is crazy. Uh, you've got to get both of these next ones right to force That's a tiebreaker, Orlando. And to be honest, they are. Uh, well, the next one's kind of hard, but we'll, we'll test your knowledge. So this one isn't based on real-life football. This one is, my FIFA Ultimate Team stats are as follows. Oh. 95 pace, 76 dribbling, 69 shooting, 69 passing, 30 defence and 65 physical. Who am I? It's a, it's a Premier League player, obviously. Do they play for Chelsea? Um, uh, I'll, no, I'll say no, but I'm not going to knock loose. Okay, wait, can you say them again? Yeah, 95 pace. 76 dribbling 69 shooting and passing 30 defence and 65 physical so that's a winger um, uh, this isn't my final answer but it could be Dan James I think um, who else could it be yeah, I'll go for Dan James. It is Dan James. I don't know how you yes. it, but it is Dan James. His 77-rated card. That is Man United's Dan James. So if Orlando gets his last one, it is a tiebreaker. Uh, and I think he might get it, but he knows his stuff. But we'll find out. Question five. Which player has scored just one goal and one assist this season in the league, both of which coming in the same game? Ooh. Hmm. Think back to before the coronavirus outbreak. Oh, this isn't my. It could be. I remember Christian Benteke scored his first goal, but I can't remember if he assisted. Yeah, uh, the player has one goal, one assist all season in the Premier League, and they were both in the same game. Hmm. Need an answer, Orlando. Um, oh, hang on. It could be Pedro. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'll go for Pedro. To force a tiebreaker, yeah. is it Pedro? It is Pedro. Yeah. Against, against Everton, he assisted oh, the Mount on. goal. He assisted the Mount goal and then uh, scored when Barkley assisted him run through one on one. So that is three all. Uh, two great guesses from each of you to, <laughs> to get a point at the end there. Um, so we're going to have to go and do the tiebreaker. So this one works basically. I've got a player in mind. I'm going to reveal information about him bit by bit. I've got about six clues. The first person to shout out his name um, will win. 
uh, if you shout out, you cannot shout out again until the other player does. So you can't just scream out loads of, loads of names. Um, so I'll start off here. So who am I? I started my professional career at RC Lens in France. No guesses? No. Okay. No. I signed for Chelsea in 2012. Okay. I have an idea of who it could be, but I'm not going to guess. You can guess if you yet. want, but I'm not going to okay. guess yet. Okay. I have 26 international caps and scoring four goals for my national team in that time. So 26 international caps with four goals. We've only got two more clues, guys. I had two loan spells away before being sold by Chelsea in 2015. No guesses yet? Nah, I don't know. Alright, this is the last clue. I think this one may give it away, so it's going to be whoever's got the quickest trigger. I have since played for Borussia Mönchengladbach and Borussia Dortmund. Talking Hazard. Talking Hazard. It is Talking Hazard. Orlando yes. has got it. <laughs> He wins this week's quiz. So, yeah, I mean, um, just to clarify, that quiz was not fixed. <laughs> it's a forced and tiebreaker. That was genuinely some great guessing from the boys there. Um, but, yeah, it is Thorgan Hazard, obviously, um, brother of Eden. We've had all of them now, Killian as well. Um, signed in 2012, just like Eden. I thought that would be a decent clue, signing at the same time. But, yeah, obviously, yeah. now doing well at Dortmund. I thought he'd have a few more goals than four in 26 um, for Belgium. But, you know, a uh, good player. Um, so yeah, Orlando, you're the winner there, mate. How, how does it feel? I'm delighted, you know. Um, I'm delighted with my inv- individual performance, but at the end of the day, it's the three points that count. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. He's, me- he's well media trained, Orlando. So yeah, that's the end of part one of our Keep Loan Sell podcast, guys. Keep an eye out for part two. We're going to do all the midfielders and attackers. We didn't quite get time to go on to the midfielders today, like we originally planned, but look out for part two for that one. Um, I've been Dan. Thanks, Orlando, for today. Thank you. And thanks to Lewis as well. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. So you can find these guys' um, social media and all that kind of stuff in the description as well as mine. Uh, Don't forget, you can listen to all our podcasts on Apple, Deezer, Spotify, or on our website. Um, And don't forget to follow us on Twitter as well, at the Chelsea Spot. Okay, guys. Thank you.